final hour here on a Tuesday night, but it only gets good here. And that's because we got Patrick Everson joining us, Vegas Insider, here this hour. Also, we're going to talk with Dan Karpik. We're going to talk a little college football, some NBA as well. Uh, also, big night for me. I don't know if you know this, Rob. Purchased the MLB package. This is actually the first time I think I've been able to watch this all season <laughs> long. I spent over 150 bucks on this package. And yet, uh, I'm in the studio every single night. So this is the first time, I, at least on a weekday, that I've been able to use this. So big night, and the Cubs have a rear 5-1 to one lead over the White Sox. So nice little night for me. Let's continue it. Let's talk with our guy, Patrick Everson. Give him a follow on Twitter, Patrick E underscore Vegas, senior reporter over at Vegas Insider. Pat, how things been? Things have been uh, good. I'm uh, just... I'm in a little bit of recovery mode. I had some minor planned, not unplanned, which is always good. Some minor surgery early last week, and I'm better. I'm definitely better now than I was a week ago, and hopefully in two weeks I'll be playing golf. That's the goal. <laughs> two weeks? All right. All right. Yeah, we hope yes. that you're back and running in two weeks, man. Uh, Absolutely. So let's start with the NFL Week 1 updates. What are you seeing sure in the market right now for Week 1? Right. Well, I talked to an odds maker here in Vegas, just kind of getting an update on several games that I included in my NFL Week 1 article for Vegas Insider, which actually I, I posted right after they got basically the schedule set back in May. And there's been a couple of interesting developments here, and I think as good a place to start as any is with that very first game, the Lions and the Chiefs. So this Osbecker said the line is stuck at minus 7. They've been real steady at minus 7. I will tell you, I don't bet MGM went from 7 to 6.5. Not sure if they got back to 7. But with this Osbecker, they've been stuck at 7, and they've got action on the Lions at plus 7. But already, Ryan, this early, more money on the Lions via straight bets, which doesn't necessarily surprise me, but more par parlay liability is already built up on the Chiefs minus seven. And that just struck me as interesting because we're, I mean, we're at a long ways. It's not an eternity. We can kind of, we can feel the NFL season coming, especially with training camps uh, coming this week. And, and we got some preseason action coming pretty soon. But uh, boy, for parlay liability on the Chiefs to already be a little bit of a concern is interesting. And, of course, the parlays are, are tying the Chiefs to the over. So, uh, surprise, surprise, favorite and over. Public already on it, and we're still six or seven weeks away from the regular season. So, that's one of the interesting games, and I can hit a couple more of whatever you'd like to hit on these. Yeah, well, absolutely. I think the Bills-Jets game is – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, whatever you got, especially the Bills and the Jets, we'd love to hear. Yeah. Exactly. This this one's interesting because uh, this opened at pick with this particular odds maker. Most 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 books were at one, I believe. I think Ben and Jim among them. And because they were the you know kind of off, I guess if you want to call them off market, they felt good about their number. But it was one way traffic on the Bills, and this odds maker thinks the Bills love is going to continue right up until that Monday night kickoff. And I don't think this is a surprise either. The total is up a point as well from forty six to forty seven. It's the opening weekend. It's Monday night football. It's you got Josh Allen against Aaron Rodgers in his debut with his new team. Uh, I think that's going to get get hit some more. So if you're thinking about under, just like we always say week to week, Ryan and, and Rob, I'm sure you hear this all the time too on a week to week basis. If you're thinking about under in a prime time game, and especially kind of a marquee prime time game like this, like 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 the Smiths sang in their song, "Stretch Out and Wait." Stretch out and wait because you're going to want to get this closer to kickoff if you want to bet the under. And if you think the over is the thing, then you may want to move soon. Patrick, I love it. We were talking earlier uh, about some individual award numbers. We were talking about running backs specifically. We were talking about Saquon Barkley. And I asked this question earlier. I'll ask it the same to you because I'm, I'm real curious. 
how do you, when you're looking at individual player numbers, whether it's season long in game, et cetera, do incentives make any difference to how you play? Saquon Barkley's got a million dollars of incentives built in that he's got a he's got a hit to hit max value on the contract he signed with the Giants earlier today. How do you can you as both a better and a handicapper take that into consideration? Specifically, where if we're looking at season totals like potentially Saquon Barkley going over thirteen hundred yards, which is the number Saquon Barkley potentially leading the NFL in rushing yards. Well, I think it's uh, it's an interesting thought process that goes into that. I think there there are a couple of things to play. I think one thing, and this is something that Rufus Peabody always brings up to me when we're talking Super Bowl. He's a super smart better. The guy's got the IQ that just is light years ahead of mine and most of most all of us. But you know, look at the rest of that team and see if there are you know the pieces are there. And if you like, if you think the Giants are going to have a really good season then you, you know, maybe you're betting something on the Giants and you're correlating it with these prop bets on, on Saquon Barkley. You're, you're, you're making these, these two bets kind of go together. And this happens a lot with the Super Bowl. If you think a certain over-under is going to come in, well, you could probably correlate it with how you, you know, how you expect the game to go. You may be able to correlate it with your parlays, and you should try to correlate it with your parlays generally if that's the way you feel about it. But I think where these bonuses, I don't know that people are thinking that far ahead about uh, the bonuses. I think where those really start to come in is when you're talking about player props, uh, Rob, in like weeks 16, 17, 18, and they're getting close and there's a bonus out there and you hear everybody talking about it all week long. And if it's close enough, you know that, you know, Rogers is going to try and get somebody the ball or, you know, the, the Giants are going to, you know, try, try and make sure they get some distributions to Barkley if he's, if he's on the precipice. That's where I think you really look closely at those, at least from, from my perspective anyway. Not that you shouldn't be looking at them now, because you probably should be, because I'm sure there's value out there. But where you hear about this a lot is in those last couple weeks of the season where players are on the cusp of a bonus, especially if it's week 18 and they're right there. Um, look at those look at those player prop bets and 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 probably go for, probably bet overs, <laughs> bet overs and touchdowns and whatever. <laughs> uh, Pat, I know we want to hit on the uh, women's World Cup and kind of what you're seeing in the market, but let's actually just start with uh, tomorrow night here on the uh, East Coast, 9 p.m. We got Team USA back in action. Uh, didn't look great, you know, a three nil win. If you bet the <laughs> over, you probably weren't too happy. But they're now minus one forty favorites. I'm seeing in some shops total around two and a half, really heavily juiced to the under, uh, minus one seventy five, plus two fifty to the draw. What are you seeing here for tomorrow night? Yeah, and I have to raise my hand because I bet over six and a half. I don't know what I was thinking. Same. First off, I could have gotten I could have gotten over six if I'd waited a little longer, but it wouldn't have mattered. Um, and that speaks to one of the a really red hot trend that I'm sure we'll touch on. But as far as the game itself, I just talked to one odds maker just a little bit ago, and those odds are basically in that in that ballpark. US is around minus 140, miles and miles away from how much they were favored against Vietnam. I mean, literally, BetMGM at one point had the US. I think we talked about this last week at minus 100,000. I mean, you literally had to bet 100 bucks to make a dime. So this game is a lot different than that. This is a rematch of the 2019 World Cup final. So you know Netherlands has got a good program, but Netherlands is on the long end of this three-way money line. As you said, minus 140, Netherlands around 4-1 to one or so, and you got the draw around 240, 250, depending, uh, plus 240, plus 250, depending on where you shop. And the odds maker I spoke with said 80% of all the tickets in the three-way market are on Team USA, and certainly the money correlates to that, not entirely, but they're getting quite a bit of money too. 
and we're still a day out, Ryan. This is going to get this is going to be the highest handle game of the tournament so far for the American sport for American sports books. It, it, by far, it's going it, to which means it's probably going to be one of the highest betting highest bet USA women's national team soccer games ever. Because recall, four years ago at the World Cup, uh, there wasn't there weren't nearly as many states that had gone live with with legal regulated sports betting. So this is going to be an extremely well bet game. And what the oddsmaker told me, in fact, he says, I don't anticipate any other game coming close to this in terms of total betting until the U.S. is in the knockout stage. So they expect a lot of tickets and money. They think a lot more is going to come in on Team USA tomorrow. They're going to be, even though the, even though you got to pay the minus money, uh, it's a much, much shorter price. It's much easier to stomach minus 140. Um, tickets and money are definitely going to come in on USA. Oh, Pat, one quick follow. Are there any trends maybe to pay attention to? Because I've seen, obviously, uh, it hasn't been a great run for anybody that's been betting the both teams to score lately here, Women's World Cup, the first couple days at least. Sure, no, and and that's the thing. The other side of that is phenomenal. There are quite a few books, and I'm pretty sure BetMGM is among them, that offer the prop bet of both teams to score. And right now, the and it's a yes-no, so you get to you get to actually bet two sides. A lot of times, these prop bets you have, you know, it's one option. Either it happens and you win, or it doesn't and you and you lose, but you don't have a second choice. You don't have that yes-no. Both teams to score, you do. No is 17-1 and one through 18 matches. Unbelievably torrid. And if you jumped on that, figured it out early, thought a lot about it, did some research, thought about how early matches in the World Cup tend to play out, you know, teams are a little closer to the vest, especially these really big underdogs. They're not going to press forward. So they're not, they're just trying to not get the living daylights beat out of them. Apologize, I got my dog barking in the background here. But um, they're just trying to not get the living daylights beat out of them. So 17 and 1, no, on both teams to score. And the only match where, went, where both teams did, I believe it was Sweden, South Africa, Sweden with a 2 1 win. And Sweden was a big favorite in that match, and yet only won 2 to 1. Um, and there's been a, there's been a couple of draws, zero zero draws, and then every other match only one team has scored. So that's been red hot. And with that correlated, if you will, the under is fourteen two and two right now. Just really re- not quite as hot as the both teams to score no, but not far behind. If you're betting if you're betting unders or you're betting the both teams to score, that's running really hot. But an odds maker I spoke with who's a real soccer head, he's really into soccer, Ryan. He's, he said, look, these things, as teams get a little further into the tournament and you also get two teams that are better playing each other, perhaps even this USA-Netherlands game, there's going to be an uptick in scoring and, and, and you should watch for potentially an overcorrection and, and, and maybe some of these overs to start coming in. Patrick, I want to flip it over to college football, if you don't mind. I'm currently down here sure. in Charlotte, North Carolina for ACC Media Days. And obviously uh clemson and florida state seem to be the two front runners i am curious as to your thoughts on uh clemson as a potential playoff team but florida state feels like a real good opportunity uh to slip one in as an acc champion i'm not quite ready to say playoff team yet although if they win the acc they could get there they had jordan travis they picked up a a great transfer in jaheim bell over from south carolina I really like this team, and it seems like they've checked in at a low number. Like, folks are still really big on Clemson, and I got no problem with that as long mm-hmm. as Davo Sweeney is there. But is Florida State, and are there any other maybe uh, lesser conference dogs that you think could be a surprise winner for us this year? 
Well, the two you brought up, Rob, these are ones I, I these both came up in a back and forth that I had with uh, with another odds maker here in Las Vegas. Both Florida State and Clemson are teams that he sort of sees as a little bit under the radar with Georgia and Alabama and so on. You know, he thinks he thinks both those teams are a little un, potentially under the radar and we could, and, and would be good plays. He really likes Florida State. The fact that they've got especially a returning quarterback and they've actually been getting a little bit of money Florida State has and has shortened a little bit with this with this particular odds maker from 22 to 1 to 16 to 1 but um, and in fact he said to your point Rob one of the first big bets that he took once the college football playoff once the championship opened after last year's or around the time of last year's national championship game sometimes these open even before the current season's game is played but their first big bet was on Florida State so that's a team that I think is flying under the radar Clemson as well and also Washington might be a team to look out for if the schedule plays out the way they could. Um, they, they, they return a, a lot of talent, especially on offense. Uh, at this, with this odds maker, 60 to one opener, moved into 35 to one. I'm not sure exactly where they're sitting right now because this is a little bit dated, but um, they're, they're interested. He, he said they're interested in the Huskies more than they're interested in Oregon in the Pac-12. So uh, with Michael Penix Jr. back, you might, uh, that, might, that might be worth a look. All right, Patrick, we got about 60 seconds left. I see the CU Buffs hat. I know <laughs> Deion Sanders is out there. Uh, and you know, I got to ask about him because I saw that there were a lot of tickets coming in. I want to say, I don't want to say a lot. I'll say relatively speaking, as potential national champions. I think it's ridiculous. But what do you think about your Buffs? Just because I'm curious. Right. Well, people are taking those long odds. And it's obviously, that's definitely a very public play. And it's just the the hype around Deion Sanders being you know being being on the Colorado campus, but and and right now at BetMGM, I'm looking at this right now. This is pretty fresh stuff from just a couple of days ago. Colorado is their biggest liability, but that's because a there's been quite a few bets written, and b the odds are so high. They're not among the highest ticket count though. The highest tickets: Michigan, LSU, Alabama. The highest handle: Michigan, Alabama, Georgia. That's kind of what you'd expect. But Colorado's got enough tickets at these long prices that they are the biggest liability. And I'm sure that BetMGM and every other sportsbook in the nation will take your dollars on my Colorado Buffaloes as long as you're willing to spend them. They'll be happy to take your money. Don't expect to cash. But even on even on the over-under, Rob, they, uh, most I know some spots, I'm not sure if it was all, but Colorado opened four and a half, went down to three and a half. And at BetMGM, Colorado is seeing, I, I believe, the most tickets in that market. They're getting bet on the over quite a bit. I wouldn't bet the under because it's just such a low number. But I ain't taking yeah. the over either, even with my alma mater. Yeah, three and a half is fair. Four and a half. If you wanted in the number, you missed it. Pat, thanks so much. Patrick Coverson, uh, Vegas Insider. Check out his work. Thanks so much. We'll talk again next week. You bet. Have a great week. We'll be right back. Bet MGM tonight. <laughs>